At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome in to the wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit City Cast. So much to get to today. Recap our hard knocks. Sizzling picks for the BMW Championship, uh, leg two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. And I look forward to the Lions uh, preseason game coming up in just a few days as we get closer to the start of college and pro football. And I go under the knife tomorrow. Nothing serious. I appreciate all the well wishes, but I'm going to have a surgery on my deviated septum. So I'll be down for a couple days, but everything will be good. And I'll be back on Twitter and throwing out picks if I like stuff over the weekend for you. Uh, but let's start with uh, Hard Knocks. And, you know, it's we talked about it a little bit last week after the premiere of Hard Knocks. And, and listen, it's just a TV show. But when you see the old school film, you know, footage from Detroit, you know, and you see the Joe Lewis fist and you see the old Lions, you know, fight song or, you know, just not, not fight song, but theme song. And you see the players talk about loving the city and you see, you know, this whole thing with grit that I think embodies what Detroit is all about. And you see a team that you love, I mean, definitely a team that I've loved my entire life, and I know so many of you love your entire lives, be featured on one of the most popular sports programs in the country. I mean, Hard Knocks has always been must-watch for for years since the premiere. I remember the first year of premiere, I thought it was just the coolest idea to go in-depth in training camp and... Obviously, you've seen stuff in training camp even before Hard Knocks was out. You saw, you know, features here and there, but nothing the way that HBO Sports does it at that level. 
And to see all that, it just gets me incredibly fired up. And, you know, it's it's funny because I I posted the, the Hostage and Billie Jean uh, dancing video last week. And most people loved it. And I think that most people are going to love something like that. But there were some people on my Twitter and, and, and I think on Facebook as well that were like, uh, we're, dance after you start winning. And I'm like, all right, listen. And there's just, there's some get off my lawn type people that are that way anyway, whether they're younger or older. That's just the way they're built. Like they're always, I don't want to say they're all haters. Not everyone's like that. But they're just going to have an issue with people enjoying themselves Sometimes because they, you know, aren't happy with their life, whatever. I'm not trying to get too depressive on some people out there. Or because they just, they're so frustrated being a fan of a team like the Lions uh, or some other teams here in Detroit at times that they're not going to be excited about anything or be able to share joy in anything until that that team or franchise starts winning. And I understand that too, but it's unfair. It's It's training camp. Dan Campbell's in year two. Brad Holmes year two. Much of this coaching staff year two, some of them brand new. Ben Johnson's a brand new offensive coordinator. I mean, he's been around in Detroit. He started as a quality control coach, I believe, in 2017. But Anthony Lynn out. So you got people that are trying to, you know, build camaraderie and bond together, especially with someone like Aiden Hutchinson, who seems completely relatable, even though he has a $23 million signing bonus. And what was it, Rodriguez? And, and one guy who got a $100,000 signing bonus that they talked last week on Hard Knocks. So let's just put that aside. And not get upset about people enjoying trying to make their way in the NFL. We need that in Detroit. Of course, we need a team that can win. But when you see the story about David Blau and, and his wife, and you know, watching her in the I remember that last year when they, you watched her in the Olympics in Tokyo, and then obviously the tough end of the preseason game number one that David Blau had. When you I love the story, whether it was the Lions or the previous years, the Cowboys, the Ravens, whoever. I've always loved those stories. The the guy fighting for the 53rd spot on the team. You know. The, the, the back and forth between Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley. They love each other, but they want to destroy each other when their they're, you know, offensive defense are going against each other. I think that's awesome stuff. And it's, as Lions fans, I think we need those kind of stories to get us excited, to inspire us, to, to get us fired up for a season because there's been so much disappointment for so long. And yes, this team still has to win. And yeah, they won three games last year and had one tie. And yeah, their win total this year is six, six and a half. And they're probably going to win seven or eight at most. But it's about like Dan Campbell during the episode, trajectory. If we keep that low trajectory up the whole rest of the way, then we're going to be all right. That's that's what I've been telling you on the show for months. That if the Lions can, and it's not just about doubling the win total. I mean, obviously that'd be great. That's a good measurement of it. But if the Lions can just continue to get better and better, use the mistakes of last year, build on them this year. Use the late game kerfuffles last year and make them better this year. The some of the you know decision making that Dan Campbell had in certain situations seems like he wanted to go on fourth down every time at times last year. You know, figuring out to be more consistent in a positive way, but also being able to see these stories that we we love as football and sports fans. I think Hard Knocks is awesome. It was not necessarily as, as maybe as exciting as episode overall as week one because there was the excitement of the premiere of it and the Ian Hutchins stuff and the one-ass cheek and three toes. I mean, there were... the. I'll tell you, what my, my, my favorite thing of Hard Knocks this week was the end with Jamal Williams, you know, tur- with James Bond and the one, Bubble uh, 07. And they will turn to the camera. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. It's on my Twitter if you didn't see it at Daily Shiny 7-1. That was my favorite part. But there was a lot of cool parts of the episode, but it's it's not, you know, 
It's not about like just, you know, looking at a TV show and saying, oh, wow, you know, the Lions are being featured on Hard Knocks. It's that if you're a fan of this team, to see what these guys go through. And listen, I've been lucky and, and, and grateful to be able to be in the media for a long time. And I've been at multiple training camps and been at multiple practices, you know, tons of different, you know, situations in, in the in training camp and understand what these guys go through. But at the same time, I don't, you know, see the off-the-hour stuff all the time. You see some of that, you hear stories, they talk about it at training camp and the press availabilities. You see some, you know, features every now and then by Fox 2 or whatever. But you don't see a lot of that. So I know what these guys go through, but a lot of fans are learning what they go through. And obviously people like me that even with the access that I've had in the past, to see the personal side of things, I think really humanizes, you know, these Lions players. And it's not like I think a lot of you needed that to happen to understand that these guys are fighting their asses off. And that it's not like, the yeah, there's some players that can be lazy throughout the last 20 years that play in the Lions. But the high majority, like 90 five plus percent of these players have worked their asses off and it's not been their lack of desire and will that has cost the Lions games and chances to go to the playoffs or win playoff games. It's just been badly constructed teams and maybe the, you know, obviously the wrong coaching staff and a various amount of other things that, that made it very tough for the Lions to win. Bad draft picks, bad, you know, off season acquisitions or lack thereof. So the players, it's been really, really a player problem. It's been a team issue, a franchise issue. And I, I firmly believe, and I know we've said this a lot before, but I firmly believe that Brad Holmes has already proven that he's the right guy. He did it in Los Angeles with Les Snead. They won the Super Bowl last year. They've been a successful team for a while. He was in charge of getting Donald and Van Jefferson and so many others, Cam Akers, so many impactful players that the Rams have had. He's a college you know, scout guy. He knows what college players are going to translate into success in the NFL. And obviously, he's not going to hit on everything. But that's the kind of guy the Lions have needed. Bob Quinn was a pro personnel guy. He was good with pros, possibly. Obviously, he did a good job with the Patriots, even though Belichick had final decision-making. He wasn't evaluating the college players. Holmes has for years and worked his way up like a meteoric rise, as you heard in some of the stories last year about him. He's the right guy. We'll see if Dan Campbell's the right guy. But they're building this team to a crescendo, in my opinion, that if Dan Campbell is the right guy and guys like Aiden Hutchinson and obviously Jamison Williams and some of the other recent draft picks are what we think they're going to be, in the great words of Dennis Green, and... Guys like Rodrigo, Rodriguez, you know, six-round draft picks start performing at a super high level and things start coming together where there's less of a lack of depth and talent on this roster and those spots are being filled by good players. This team is going to be really good. It won't happen overnight. It won't happen this year. There'll be moments this year where the Lions might look amazing. But it's about 2023, 2024, where next year you're fighting for a playoff spot for sure. That's what they should be doing. And then in 2024, you're fighting to possibly be one of the better teams in the NFC and, dare I say, and have a chance to advance multiple rounds of the playoffs and to a Super Bowl. That's the way the NFL works. You do that in three, four years, and you do it the right way, this era of parity, you can go from worst to first. And seeing the Lions, you know, history be shown on hard knocks and seeing just all the different things that, that go into trying to turn it around Dan Campbell to me seems like the perfect guy. If he ends up being the right kind of coach, because it is about X's and O's, not just motivation. If he ends up being the right guy, this team is going to be really freaking good. 
because I think the talent is is almost there. I mean, it's, they're still definitely a couple years away from filling a lot of the different voids. I mean, still needing help possibly in the secondary. You got a young, you got you know guys like Aiden Hutchinson and others on the line that are younger, but you got to continue to build that. Uh, the old line obviously very solid. You probably need another piece or two at wide receiver, but. You know, you've got Hawkinson, you got DeAndre Swift, you got Jamal Williams, you got you've got talent in a lot of places. So this this is the most hopeful I've been in a while. I was hopeful before Patricia, you know, when he was hired, but obviously that soured really quickly. This and this is you know not just the hard knocks effect. This could be a special jaunt over the next few years for this Lions fan base, which includes me. I mean, I may be in, in media, but I've always been a fan and always will be a fan. And I've lived in all these different places around the country and world and never would become a fan of anybody else. That's just the way I'm built. I think it's a Detroit thing, to be honest. We don't give up on our teams. This could be a really exciting time for Lions fans that have sorely, sorely needed. I mean, the last time I felt so amazing about the Lions that, you know, you thought the Super Bowl was possible was back when they were, you know, running Barry Sanders out there. I was going to games with my dad and grandpa as a kid, and they won the playoff game that I was at against Dallas. I mean, yeah, there were moments in the Stafford era where you thought things could be there, especially the year they beat the, you know, played the Saints and lost them in the playoffs. If the Lions had any semblance of a defense that year, they could have been NFC champions, or they could have, you know, kept that momentum going and the next year been that kind of a team. This could be that that point. You know, the young kids out there have never had to worry about it. People in their twenties and thirties have had, you know, moments here and there, and then people, you know, thirties, forties, my age. It's been a long time since you felt really this possible, you know, this possibly good about the Lions taking off and actually doing what we've all dreamed of them doing, which is be a legitimately long-term viable competitive team, multiple playoff appearances, multiple playoff wins. And then I know, I know it's crazy because, you know, everyone's like, it's not going to happen until you're 104. Get to a Super Bowl. So another good episode. I love the Lions being featured on Hard Knocks. It's, it's awesome to me. I know many of you are enjoying it. And I just love the end with Jamal Williams and Bubble 07. And uh, early in the episode, too, uh, you know, when, when Dan Campbell uh, said, it really, when T.J. Hawkins said his shorts, the short shorts, and Campbell, I think he said, his wife has a pair of those, and it really accentuates the butt cheeks. That was, that was pretty funny, too. Um, but a cool story about, you know, the, I, I've seen that before on, on Real Sports on HBO about the uh, the St. Brown family, Equinemius, that played Notre Dame and Amon Ross St. Brown, the father of the former universe. That was really cool. And that Amon Ross St. Brown memorized all the 16 receivers drafted ahead of him. That's motivation. Um, Eric Glenn saying, for some of you, this is preseason. For some of you, this determines your season. Uh, that was pretty cool. So I, I just think that there's a lot of really cool things we're keeping picking up watching this show, and, I, and I've always enjoyed Hard Knocks and having the lines on it uh, has really just got me super fired up to watch every week, and we'll talk about it on the show here as we go forward. That was it was a tough, listen, it's the preseason, wins and losses don't matter at all. I mean, obviously you'd like to win when you can every time ever, whether it's an exhibition or a real game or a playoff game or a championship, but the Lions did have some very good moments. First team offense looked great. Obviously that Blau fumble, I don't know why he was in shotgun at the end trying to run the clock, uh, but there was a lot of good moments. And Aiden Hutchinson looked good in the first series. And, uh, you know, Rodriguez, uh, you know, making tons of hits. Rodrigo, excuse me. Um, nice hearing Mark Champion's voice. Uh, one of my all-time favorite broadcasters. One of the reasons I got into the business with some old Barry Sanders footage. And Dan Miller, my man, who start, helped start my career when I interned for him for a couple uh, different terms 
at Fox 2. So it's just great seeing uh, and Michael O'Hare being featured asking a question uh, to David Blount. I think I saw the back of Stoney's head, who was just with me in Vegas, uh, out there at Circa, uh, doing, a little, uh, doing a little dance, the Stone Squatch. All right, let's uh, get into the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our good friends at Bet Rivers. Get ready to kick off fall and football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Join Bet Rivers today, August 17th, for Win Total Wednesday. Today, players who place a wager on any NFL or NCAA football team season win total get a free $10 Bet Rivers bet. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app all season long for the latest odds and unique promotions. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook this fall. It's a whole new game. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem. 800-270-7117. You know, listen, I don't want to say that I'm not, I'm excited about not even talking about the Tigers season anymore because it has been frustrating because I love Tigers baseball. I'll still be going to some games before the season ends. But boys have been tough. But hey, somehow, some way, the Tigers have beaten the Guardians back to back. Remember, they had that big sweep earlier, you know, about a month or so ago. But the Tigers have won two in a row. They gave two of the doubleheader uh, yesterday after losing game one, four to one. And then last night, a four to three win to move to, hey, 45 and 74. But listen, Garrett Hill pitched good, got the win. He was three and three. Plezak lost to drop to two and 11 for the 62 and 55 Guardians. And, and the crazy thing is, you look at, you know, the, the standings right now, and the Guardians, who just seemingly can't beat the Tigers, are right in the, they're the third wildcard team. And they're a game up on Tampa. Uh, or, I'm sorry, they're, 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 they're a game up uh, on the division. They're in the playoffs right now. And you look at what's going to possibly happen. They're a game up on the Twins, is what I meant to say. And a game and a half on the, on the White Sox. They're, aside from the Tigers, the, it, the Guardians are playing the best baseball in the division. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Obviously, two of those losses to the Tigers. They came in, you know, playing really good baseball. The Twins have been very inconsistent. The White Sox, we know, have had a LaRusso problem, and they've been incredibly inconsistent at times. So Cleveland might win this division, yet have a, a losing record or close to that uh, against the Tigers. I, or, you know, definitely the best record the Tigers have had against any team in the division. Uh, so for whatever reason, the Tigers just uh, have the Guardians number, you know, at times. So game four of this series comes up later tonight, a 7-10 start from C-Town. Daniel Norris back on the hill for Detroit. He gets his second start. Uh, he's on four with a 5-9-7 ERA. Quantrill for Cleveland, 9-5 and with a 3-6-7 ERA. And remember, I told you, I'm not just going to give you Tigers games uh, for the fun of it. You know, you don't need to bet every game. You want to bet with value. And I still have no opinion on the Tigers lately. There's not been anything that's really stood out to me. The Guardians minus 220. Uh, Tigers minus plus 185. If the Tigers had lost the first three games of the series, I might have thought, okay, it's tough to beat a team four times in a row. Maybe some value on taking the Tigers plus a buck 80, buck, a buck 85. But nothing there for me. And the run line, Cleveland and Bet Rivers minus one and a half plus uh, 100 plus one and a half for the Tigers minus 124. The, the total right where it should be at eight over even money. Under minus one eighteen, both these pitchers are giving up, you know, plenty of runs where this could be an eight, nine, ten game type total. Uh, where you know, obviously, if things happen early in this game with the starting pitching, uh, the Tigers bullpen obviously has had its moments uh, for much of the year. Guardians bullpen has been terrible, uh, but stay away from me in this one uh, as it uh, stands right now. That's where I'm at with Tigers and Guardians. And then coming up over the weekend uh, after this four game series 
with the Guardians. The Tigers uh, will get it going. And, you know, before you know it, the season will be over. We've got a month and, and two weeks left. The Tigers are going to go back at home against the Angels. It'll be Sandoval for Los Angeles. Matt Manning, uh, you know, back for the Tigers. He's still 0-0, uh, no decisions this year. Uh, with a 3-2-4 ERA, it'll be a 7-10 start for Comerica Park. Weather is expected to be in the high 70s, so a beautiful night at the Copa. We'll get ready uh, and see what that line is for you uh, later in the week. Uh, there'll probably probably be the line out, uh, I would say, after the game later tonight, even though it's, uh, well, maybe maybe early on Thursday because uh, the Tigers are off on Thursday for getaway day. All right, take a look at a couple more things here. Uh, we're going to get to my golf picks in just a moment. But here are your odds, and the favorite in the BMW is Rory McIlroy, 10-1, Scotty Scheffler, 14-1, along with Justin Thomas and John Rahm, Tony Finau, and Patrick Cantlay. By the way, John Rahm, getting into better form, you know, I love the guy, but I'm not going to take him when he's 7, 8, 9, 10-1 sometimes. Maybe this is a week where I will fire on John Rahm for the first time in a while. Last uh, week's champ, his first uh, career title. On the PGA Tour, Will Zalatoris is 16-1, along with Matthew Fitzpatrick, Xander Shoffley, 18-1, Sanjay M, 22-1, along with Colin Morikawa, Cam Young, and Sam Burns, and Victor Hovland all check in at 25-1 at Bet Rivers. Joaquin Neiman, who we were on last week, and actually had some moments where it looked like he might have a chance, but didn't play good enough on day number one and played really well over the weekend. Neiman and Tom Kim, who won a few weeks ago, both 33-1. Jordan Spieth, who's been very quiet as of late, is 40-1. Shane Lowry and Tyrell Hatton, two guys were on last week as well. Also, Corey Connors are all at 45 to 1. And then your 50 to 1s, Max Homa, Aaron Wise, Cam Davis, and Eki Matsuyama uh, are all at 50 to 1. So we'll get to my picks coming up on that in just a little bit. Weighing in on the Detroit Lions markets as they stand right now. To make the playoffs, the S plus 340, no minus 455. No movement there in the last couple weeks. At Bet Rivers division finishing position, same here. No movement. Lions to finish first nine to one. Second in the NFC North is four to one, which I actually giving you out, uh, giving that play to you for the last couple of months uh, or last month in, in a few couple weeks since it came out. Uh, I love the Lions finishing second at four to one. I have no trust in the Bears and the Vikings. I think are a very average team with a new staff, so we'll see. I mean, they got more talent overall than the Lions. Um, I think the Lions might have more talent on the offensive line. Uh, than the Vikings do. So the Lions finishing second is one of my plays, 4-1 to one for you there. I would take it before it goes down. Uh, to finish third for the Lions, plus 165. To finish fourth, plus 145. And here's your win totals. 6.5, holding steady and over, minus 125. The under 6.5 wins, plus 103. I've told you to take over 6, which we gave out months ago uh, before the draft, and definitely take the over 6.5 before it gets higher juice-wise. I would not go any higher than 6.5. The over 5.5 is minus 220, under 5.5, plus 190 at Bet Rivers. The 7.5 total right now uh, over is plus 150, and the under minus 200. I would stay away from that because definitely not laying minus 200 on the under. I think the Lions have a chance to win eight games, but I think that the 6 and 6.5 and are much better bets. You can also bet on the Lions' exact number of games won, excluding the playoffs. Uh, 0, 66 to 1 if you bet that. I just don't have any help for you. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to bet that. Uh, if they win just one game, 33 to 1, two games, 20 to 1, three games, 12 to 1, four games, 7 to 1, five games plus 550, six and seven wins, uh, either one would be four to one. This is obviously the exact number of games won. Eight wins would be four, plus 425, nine would be plus seven uh, to one, 10, nine to one, 11, 15, 
to one. And by the way, before I finish the rest of these numbers, because if anyone's taking 12 wins or more, I think you're a little nuts, and I love you, uh, but let's just be serious here for a second. People might say, well, what about a tie? These are wins, so it doesn't matter. If the Lions, you know, are a six-win, one-tie team, they still have six wins. The Lions have two ties, they still equal ties. So the two ties win equal a win. So for these betting purposes, uh, let's say the Lions go 11-5-1. It's 11 wins. So you don't have to worry about the tie coming into play here. Uh, 12 wins for the Lions will be 22-1, 13-40-1, 14-70-1, 15-100-1, 16-200-1. Should I even tell you 17? All right, fine, 301. Should be 300,000-1. There's also bands of games you can bet, excluding the playoffs, of course. Number of games won, 0-2 is 12-1. 3-5 is plus 225. The window where I think it's going to be is 6-8. That's even money, basically, plus 105. 9-11 wins, plus 325. 12-14 wins, 15-1. And 15-17 wins, 60-1. You can also bet on the team's opponent for the first, opponent for the team's first loss. If it's the Eagles, uh, it would be minus 195. I mean, the Eagles obviously beat the Lions. You think the Commanders give the Lions their first loss, plus 333. Uh, Vikes plus 550, Seahawks 33 to 1, Pats 35 to 1, Cowboys giving the Lions their first loss 66 to 1, Dolphins 150 to 1 along with the Packers, Bears 200 to 1, it's starting to get crazy now, Giants 250 to 1, Bills 250 to 1 as well, Jags 500 to 1, and if the New York Jets or Panthers give the Lions their first loss, which means they're like, you know, 13 and whatever, uh, you know, 100 to 1, or I'm sorry, 1,000 to 1. Thousand to one. So if you bet literally one dollar, if you bet one dollar on the New York Jets to give the Lions their first loss, we'd win a thousand dollars. It's just not even consider even betting a dollar. My dad would probably do that. Oh, we'll bet a dollar on that. Now he's he's, he's kind of high on the lines this year. He knows things could happen. Uh, all right. So also you can bet on the opponent for the team's first win. Eagles plus one fifty five. Commanders plus one ninety. Vikes plus seven fifty. Seahawks five to one. Patriots being the Lions' first win uh, would be twenty five to one. Cowboys forty to one. Dolphins thirty five to one. Packers fifty to one. Along with the Bears, Giants. Remember, you play the division twice, so you got to take that into account with based on the schedule works out. Um, Giants sixty six to one. Bills being the Lions' first win one hundred fifty to one. Jaguars being the Lions' first win eighty to one. Jets one hundred fifty to one. Panthers two hundred and fifty to one. And here's a couple cool uh, props they've got. At Bet Rivers right now, Aiden Hutchinson win defensive rookie of the year, which you know I love at plus five hundred. It was at five fifty for the last couple of months, and the Lions to have a winning record. The yes is fifteen to one. So if the Lions could be nine and eight, and Hutch could win the rookie of the year fifteen to one, so there's some value there. I'm not telling you to take it yet. I haven't made an official play on that yet, but I, I like the value there at fifteen to one. Definitely something to think about. But I don't I think the Lions are going to be a nine a, a winning team. In uh, in 2022, and then Jared Goff over 3,750 and a half passing yards, and Amon Ross St. Brown over 800 and a half receiving yards. This is of course for the regular season only. If you're thinking about Lions going to the playoffs, uh, the yes is plus 180. And then taking a look at the Lions, who will lift off preseason game number two Saturday at one o'clock against the Colts. The Lions favorite in this one. Colts last week to play many of their starters. Uh, same with the Lions, but Lions definitely the favorite right now. Bet Rivers minus one and a half, uh, minus 112. Colts plus one and a half, minus 109. Lions money line minus 125. Colts plus 104. And the total 39 and a half over minus 112. Under minus 109. 
This trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming up next, my sizzling picks for the BMW Championship, leg two of the PGA's FedEx Cup playoffs. Get to that coming up straight ahead on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by Bat Rivers. Kick off football season with Bat Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bat Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Must be 21, playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Let's get right into it. My sizzling golf picks for the BMW Championship. And, you know, I, I have to apologize again. I mean, I know all you listening love me, but I always am trying to get you wins. And we've had an incredibly successful golf here, nine outrights. It's been a couple months since we've had an outright win. We've had some guys where we've had finished top fives, top tens, and top twenties. But, you know, I was on Zal Torres, you know, multiple times this year and took him the two weeks previous, uh, you know, in the Rocket and in the final week before the the FedEx Cup playoffs started. And Zal Torres had rough starts at both, made the cut, and then ran, you know, right to greatness in the final couple rounds but didn't have enough holes left it was too far behind to get it done I mean it, it happened at the rocket and then you know it happened the week before or the week after at the at the, uh, the Wyndham and I just I knew he was in great form but I felt like it was not the right spot for him week one with the you know 20 to 1 or so odds in the FedEx championship that's why we went with some other players and of course he gets to the playoff almost blows it but wins it so Will is my guy. I, I always have told you it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when he wins multiple majors. Maybe the floodgates open. We saw that with Scotty Shuffler, but normally floodgates don't normally open in golf. Uh, but listen, Tony Finau won back-to-back, first time since 2019. And I mentioned Scotty Shuffler had a nice run uh, at the end of, of last year and has been successful uh, you know, over the last basically 12 months for the most part. Uh, hasn't won in a little bit here, but Scotty Scheffler, you know, earned and deserved the number one ranking. So the floodgates could open. That being said, I'm not taking Wazal Torres this week to go back-to-back. I think he got that win. Not that he's going to relax this week, but I just don't see him uh, in this course winning in back-to-back weeks. Uh, and if, I'm, if, if I blow it for us again, I will lash myself several times. But I love Zally, uh, and I'm upset he wasn't on the card last week because we've had him a lot of times this year. And we've been able to at least cash him out. And, of course, we had Fitzpatrick and Zal Torres in the U.S. Open. So only, you know, no matter what, we had a win there because they were in the playoff. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you, you, or I'm sorry, they're not in the playoff in the, in the U S open, but you know, only one of those two are going to win basically. And we had both of them in Fitzpatrick and Zell Torres and, and Fitzpatrick cash for us, but I just don't, I'm not going to just add him on just to add him on, uh, because he won last week. I don't think there's value there, uh, when it comes to this week's BMW championship. So let's talk about the course. Remember, it's been played in Chicago a lot. Uh, the field, by the way, is down from 125 to 70 in the second FedEx Cup playoff event. It's now at Wilmington Country Club, which is hosting a PGA Tour event for the first time in its history. So obviously, some unknowns for this Robert Trent Jones design, Robert Trent Jones Senior design, excuse me. So remember last year, we saw a similar um, situation kind of happen at Caves Valley, which is outside Baltimore. That's when Bryson DeChambeau and Cantlay kind of ran away from the field and during that epic playoff that obviously ended up with Cantlay 
uh, getting to the FedEx Cup crown. Uh, the year before, John Rahman, Dustin Johnson, remember that crazy, uh, you know, Duke out at Olympia Fields uh, as this BMW Championship has kind of rotated venues the last, uh, you know, few years. So this will happen uh, this week at Wilmington Country Club. And this is, uh, you know, in Wilmington, Delaware, the land of uh, credit cards where all the, a lot of the credit cards are based in. And it's, it, it's pretty long. I mean, 7,534 yards. And this, that sounds like a lot, but this was similar to last year, you know, his length at, you know, the, the club right outside. Um, and then, by the way, this club south, just south of Philadelphia, but it's in Delaware. Uh, but the same kind of thing happened last year with a very long course. And we saw, you know, minus 20 plus is under. So it's a par 71. And I guess you look at, at another course on tour that's similar it would be Quail Hollow, which is in Charlotte, North Carolina. It won't probably play as hard as that. Uh, but this is going to be a course where there could be some scores. I mean, the winning score has been at least 20 under par in six of the past seven years of this tournament, the exception being the 2020 uh, edition. Uh, so, you know, you want to look at strong wedge players, long iron players. Uh, you're going to have eight approach shots probably from outside 200 yards, uh, you know, between the par threes that are around 200 yards or so and uh, a little more, some of them. And then you got a, you know, potentially drivable, a couple potentially drivable par fours and then three par fives. So once again, you're looking for guys that are solid with wedges and good mid-iron players. So I've got, a, uh, you know, four selections for you. And we're going to start with a guy that I think is really kind of rounding into form. And you still can get solid value on him after, you know, winning a couple majors over the past few years. And I think that's Colin Morikawa. You know, just to, to go over the top favorites again, Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, McIlroy 10-1, to Scheffler 14-1, to Thomas uh, and Rahm and Finau uh, and Cantley all 14-1 to as well. Will Zellatoris, last week's champ. And uh, Fitzpatrick, who both had a chance to win the U.S. Open, uh, sixteen to one. Xander Shoffley, eighteen to one. And then you have Sunjay M, and we had last week, and Morikawa, and Morikawa twenty-two to one right now at Bet Rivers. This is a guy who ranks inside the top ten in proximity from one hundred to one hundred fifty yards and two hundred plus yards on the year. You know, he obviously is experienced in these you know big moments, and I think Colin Morikawa is a solid play. At 22 to 1. We're going to go back to my man Joaquin Neiman, who, if he had at one point on Thursday, he was minus four and leading halfway through his round and then just had a rough second nine and just could not recover from that, but played great golf the final two days. If he had been a little closer, maybe he could have won this thing. But Joaquin Neiman, 33 to 1. And, you know, this is another guy ranked inside the top 10 in both, both strokes, gained off the tee on approach for the week. And, uh, you know, he's just one of the guys that's one of the best ball strikers in the game. And, you know, he hasn't won since Riviera, by the way, where he gets a 19-under. And Morikawa finished runner-up to him. So we got two guys that I feel really good about off the jump here with Joaquin Neiman and with uh, Colin Morikawa. And then another guy that we've been riding, because a lot of times it's like the precipice type thing. And Will Zalatoris obviously was that case. We didn't take him last week because I think that was the right kind of course for him. But I think the same thing goes for Shane Lowry. Lowry's one of the best Tita Green players in the world. 45 to 1. I think this, you know, the length won't be a problem. This course sets up well for him. I like Shane Lowry. These are all, by the way, full unit plays at 45 to 1. 
And I Russell Henley is still right there to me. He's got the ability. He didn't make the cut last week. But I think Henley's game fits this course well. And I love the value at 66-1. to 1. So Henley, a full unit play for me as well. If there's any add-ons, I will let you know. You can check it out on my Twitter at DanLeach971. And then, of course, pay attention throughout the tournament uh, if there's add-ons that we'll do after round one, round two, or round three. Uh, but those are the four plays to start my card off. Taking Kyle Morikawa at 22 to 1, Joaquin Neiman at 33 to 1, Shane Lowry 45 to 1, and Russell Henry, great value at 66 to 1. Remember, 70 player field. So you're you're losing 55 golfers that you had in last week's round, and you're still getting some great odds on some of these guys. Yeah, some of the the top players in the world, the Rory's and the Roms, the Finals, the Cantleys, are all bunched up within, you know, 20 to 1 or better. Uh, that's where the, the you know, Sanjay and Marikawa are the 22 to ones. Everyone else, Shoffley, Fitzpatrick, Zalatoris, Cantley, Finau, Rahm, Justin Thomas, and Scheffler and McElroy are all under 20 to one. Uh, so you're, but you're getting value on some of the other guys that are similar to what you would get in, a, in an even bigger field. And they're the cream of the crop type players. And also something we talked about last week was fading guys like Rory and Scheffler and guys that hadn't played in a while. I'm not fading them this week for that reason. I'm just fading them because I don't think there's any value. Uh, I'm not really particular particularly impressed with the way that Rory's game has been recently. You know, he hasn't played much. Scheffler, yeah, I mean, he's obviously always possibly, you know, in position to win one of these things. But I'm not feeling... And Rom's the one other guy that I thought about. Uh, but unless you see me at him on Twitter, I'm not going to take Rom at 14-1 because his, his game is getting into better form. But I still don't think that he's there yet. Definitely not at those odds. And I'm not going with Will Zellatoris to go back-to-back in this field uh, at 16-1. So those are the plays for you. All one-unit plays. Good luck to one and all. And that's going to do it for us here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast. Next time you hear me, we'll be post-surgery. I won't sound any different, but I'll probably be able to breathe a lot better. Uh, so please uh, put in a good thought for me as I go under the knife on Thursday morning. Uh, and I should be better in the next few days after that. That's what I've been told. So uh, looking forward to being able to breathe much better and sleep much better, which is obviously always a very important thing, even though I don't sleep much to begin with. Till next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the fine squatch. Out!